welcome everyone to episode 30 of the Football United vs Soccer City podcast. Thank you to everyone who downloads and supports this podcast. I sincerely appreciate the support. This episode's interviewee was born in Chile. He developed his footballing passion and skills playing amongst his friends informally in the community. After a period of time, Jorge Alacon was scouted and joined the professional team in his town. His professional football journey then took him to a few different Chilean clubs in a 15-year professional career. Jorge played with and against a cavalcade of Chilean and international footballing stars. This sentence is impressive. However, for me, Jorge's most impressive attribute is his humbleness and the footballing passion that still pulsates through his blood. He came out to Australia in the mid-1980s and played in the local Illawarra scene. After hanging up the boots, he then started coaching in the Illawarra and has been an asset to our footballing region. Thanks to Jorge and his son Willie for allowing me into their family home, I respect and appreciate the time I had with them. I hope you enjoy this interview and I will sincerely apologise for my horrendous pronunciation of teams and places, but if you can ignore my errors, then Jorge's journey is fabulous to follow. Welcome everybody to the Football United vs Soccer City podcast. I'm here in the lovely surrounds of Haywards Bay. And I've got a special guest that I'm extremely excited to have, Jorge Alicon. Welcome and thank you for allowing me into your home. Thank you for coming. Uh, it's not usual for me to to do these sort of things well, at, this, uh, at this stage of my life. <laughs> I, I greatly appreciate it and I'd like to also acknowledge and uh, welcome to the podcast, Willie, his son. Willie, thank you. You're, uh, thank you very much for having me. You are very much the catalyst for uh, for getting your dad uh, onto this podcast, so I'm, I'm appreciative of that. Um, there's a lot to, to get through, so we might as well start, um, I guess, at the beginning. Um, a lot of people in the Illawarra would know who you are and, and where you come from, but um, for the other listeners that don't know, um, where were you born and what were your first memories of football? Oh, well. I was born in Chile, in a small town north of Santiago called Quillota, and then we moved into La Calera, where we lived for the rest of my life in, in Chile. And, um, well, as many people or you will know, football is part of a religion in, in our country, so as soon as you can walk and go around, you are playing football, and, and that's what happened with us. We didn't have all the sophistication that football got around here now with academies and all that thing. You go to school, you get back, you get the ball, let's go. <laughs> and that was our academy for the day. And um, while we are out of school, where the, the little ones, the, I, I grew up in a neighborhood called La Torre, La Calera, and um, we were about 20 kids the same age, two or three years, one older than another. And we were all in, 
kneeling in the silent school. So we finish, we get home, we eat, and let's go play football every single day. That was our academy. When we finished, we got home four or five o'clock in the afternoon. We call it onces. You go there, have tea, yep. sandwiches, and um, we wait for the big boys to come back from work. So they were our teachers. Okay. We go and play with them. They mix the team, the, the little ones, two there, three, or depend how many we were. So they taught us to play football. If you don't go well, they, they tell you straight away. They hit you, they, they, they clip you. They, <laughs> you get angry, oops, straight away you get a, a, a no. You don't do that because we are playing fool. So, yeah, that's the sort of academy that we had up to all the amateur that I play in, in, in Chile. Where, like I said, the, from all that neighborhood, many of them went to try for football in professionals. Yep. Not many succeed, only one more apart from me, from the neighborhood. And um, <clears throat> yeah, when you look back, you couldn't believe that, <laughs> or I couldn't believe that I, I could get at, at, at the stage at, at that I played. Until 16, 17, you still were playing in the neighborhood. At so, time in the corner. So it was really informal, but in one sense, informal that it's not organized. But in another sense, like you said, you had older teenagers and kids mixing the teams up, the neighborhood sort of teaching each other in a sense. Exactly, yeah, exactly right. And over there, 16, 17, if you are not playing in the first grade of the neighborhood, you're never going to play any anymore. That's what they say. But many, they, they, they started maturing a little bit older. Yep. And uh, I think that was my case because 16, 17, 18, I was still playing in, in the championships around there. Only. Yep. The, the town. The town wasn't a big town like here the Wollongon area, every neighbourhood got a team. So was that your team, was that the Comercio La Torre yes. de la Calera? La Calera, yeah. La Calera, yeah. yep. And uh, uh, we played in the local competition and once, I think it was 69 or 1970s, yep. they organised uh, uh, to, to do the inauguration of the lights in the stadium. Yep. Because luckily for us, we always had professional football in our town, since as I remember. Yep. Always was a professional team, and they play at the highest league. So every Thursday we go to the stadium to watch them uh, And which, which team was that? that was Union La Galera. Still in first division in, 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 in Chile. And um, we used to go there and watch the players. Oh, it was big players, big names. Imagine, some of them went to play to Mexico or Europe, yep. and um, we used to go from here there. And, and then, in those days, the players were more, I don't know, part of our family? Yep. Because you get there, part the, of the, the community. give your head, or give you the, the hand, hey, carry my bag, all right. So we used to do that. And, like I said, in, in that, 
night that, that it was a night time. We play every Friday and Saturday yep. for I think it was a month. And my team, the neighborhood team, won the championship. And that in that opportunity. And the pre the, the, the Union Calera's president was watching because he always used to go different Around, around the area, yeah. Look for players. Hey, come and have a look. What did you do in, in, in a professional environment? All right. So from that, one player from the other team and myself got picked, and he told us, "All right, you want to go? Go." So we had to go train only on Thursday for us, and then on Sunday play with Rosebre. So what did you think in your mind when the president? was sort of giving you this opportunity. Were you just extremely excited? Um, and and were you, was your family or your parents thinking, um, this is a good opportunity? My dad never played football. He didn't like it. And um, by that, that, that stage, he, he didn't even know. He knew that we played, all, all three of us. We were, I got two more brothers. Yep. All play football. He knew you were playing, but yeah, but just to pass the time. Yeah, and um, yeah, from there we had to go train on Thursday, and then on Sunday we used to play whatever the team plays. Yep, we play in in, in the lower the first team they play, yep. and then the other one. And um, one year and the next, the coach. At the moment, got all the backs injured. Yep. So he looked everywhere, he had nobody to, to play, and he went and talked to me. Say, all right, Cabro, you gotta play in first grade. <laughs> all right, I, I gotta try. When I was ready to go and try, the, the president went there and said, hey, he can't play. Why? It's not registered. So he, this man knew about football rules and rules, everything. Yep. He, I don't know how, because we play and we have to sign a paper yep. before we enter the field. And I always sign. Yep. But I wasn't registering. I think he had me on the other name. And then I could play. Because for them to register a player, they had to play money. Okay, and I wasn't getting paid, and I all those sort of things. So, well, I I kept going that year, seventy two, and so you played a couple of first grade games in that year. I, or? I couldn't because of this registration. Yeah. But you're still training with the first uh, team. Yes, I was training with with them every every week. And how were you finding that um, personally? Was it exciting and fulfilling exciting. that you were sort of learning and playing with other professionals? Exciting because they were your idols. Because you, you you've been watching this team. Oh yes, players there that they have shamans in in South America and in, they play there and they were your friends. They teach you. They they you want to read. They they give you a book and cause things like this. You know. So you were welcomed into the squad. Into the squad because week by week you were training with them and. The football player is pretty, he got a high ego. Yep. So when you get into that circle, they protect you. And 
they protect their environment to too. take their own so yeah and then <clears throat> at the start of 1973 they got a new coach and we started training i was training with first ride already and then we had a, a friendly game against Colo Colo, yep. the, the biggest team, according to many people yes. in Chile. And um, I got injured about 30 minutes of the first half. I got a pull and uh, I couldn't turn. So in, 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 the, in the break, I told the coach, say, oh, let's stay here. And another one got in. And since then I started trying to recover. Yep. And I couldn't, and I couldn't, and I couldn't. And he started signing players, signing players. And uh, I got married just at the start at of the year. Yep. And I said, well, I have to start working. I have to start looking for a job. I was working already, but I said, now it's different. So I like lost love for the game because yep. they, they play hard to me. And I, I, I didn't get a contract this year with them. So but that was more to do with the injury <coughs> rather than any else. Yep. And uh, yeah, I, I took it in and I said, all right, from here, I'm going to start working. I got a job. And uh, <coughs> after a couple of months, I was in holidays. And I went to holidays in a place called Abbeich. Yep. And over there, I had two friends, they were in the army, in Kijota. And in the early in the morning, 1973, imagine, they got there, and we were sleeping with another boy. And I, I was scared because the army, you know? <laughs> And when they took the, the hat off and I said, they were my friend, I said, hey, we got a championship in Kyoto. You got to play for, for us, for the army. All right, let's go. Football, <laughs> I went. And I, over there, the coach of that army team, he was a captain in the army. And he was the football president of San Luis de Quillota, another, another yep. big club around there. When we won the championship that year. And uh, he said, it wasn't a year, it's four weeks, five weeks, something like that. Yep. And he told me, why you don't come and try for San Luis? You, get, you sign straight away. I said, nah, I'm, I'm bored, I'm done. Yep. Uh, I gotta work, my wife. And, and he said, no, I, I'm, he told me, no, I'm telling you, come, train, you go to the club and you sign, start away, you're going to be a professional football player. You sure? Yes, I'm sure, I'm the president. Okay, <laughs> so on Tuesday, I asked for permission at work, yep. and I went to train. And what did your wife think about this in terms of just this chance meeting with a couple she of mates? She had a chance to tell me anything, <laughs> because I don't know. So and so again, you sort of we were pretty young too. So so you thought, well, this bloke's telling me, I I might as well. Maybe this is my opportunity. So was. really, even though you'd sort of in your mind had said, look, my wife, my family, I'll get to work, but 
there must have still been something inside you that <coughs> was driving you to say, well, yeah, I'll, I'll take this opportunity. Yeah, of course. Uh, I did, like I said, I did try, and then I still was, my reaction wasn't the best. Yep. Because nobody talked to me, nobody got close to me. I yep. the coaches, nobody. I went to the dressing room, I had a shower, and then the the president came in and he said, all right, let's go to the club. And in a jeep that he had from the army, we were there, I signed the papers and I started. The, the first bay, the, that is the second division in yep. those days, uh, already start playing. They had, a, I think, one game already played. So I had to start training. Yep. A couple of weeks, I went into the bench. In, from there, I had to quit work because I had to travel every day from my town yep. to the other one to train morning and afternoon. In those days, we were already doing that. And then one day they say, all right, you play this week. The, the men who start building that team, he had a vision to what to do. Yep. He said, from that team, we were eight players from the amateur. We were players from one national football competition in the north. Yep. We brought four players from there, straight into the team. A couple us from around there, straight into the team. So with three players that already played the competition, he started. 73, 74, 75. Until he got into where he wanted to. And after that year, the the they won the championship that they went into first division. So those years at, <coughs> at um, San Luis de Cluta, um, mm -hmm. you've been, you're a professional footballer, that's your job. Yeah, yeah. And um, so is there sort of, does that hold um, some some currency or some sort of sway in the community that, geez, uh, most people would love to be a professional footballer and then it was well, well uh, respected? Of course, of course. Uh, football is in, in in Argentina, by example, they say the the kids dream, and in Chile it's the same. It's it's our dream to to play football one day professionally. Like as statistics say, from one hundred one can play football yeah. in, in in a normal competition. One thousand will get into a professional team and one in one thousand the one in ten thousand go yep. to elite play and one in one million will be playing somewhere else you know what I mean so it was a hard thing to do so yeah, because it's too many try it so in that that sort of five-year period with this club where you sort of you know um, I guess playing against other professionals you're learning your trade <clears throat> What were you feeling in terms of crowds and, and, and going away to away games? Chilean football at that time was, you know, very, very popular. <laughs> no, I, I always thought 
entitled us. Oh, this profession. It was my job, and that's it. I used to go anywhere. People say allow whatever you go because they know you. you yep. They know that you play professionally. You are in the, the papers every day. And, um, but I, I, th I think, I always say, one thing that I always want to regret was not having somebody like today, they, they got these managers, yep. players or managers, so they put players in, in places, you know? I didn't, because I said, why? I was, I never took it as a, oh, I'm a professional player and I'm going to go. Yeah. No, it's different. It was different with me. You just did it. Uh, yeah, it's, it was a natural thing for me. Yep. He was going to the office, come back from the office. That's it. Yep. It wasn't nothing else. And and in terms of um, your position, where were you predominantly playing in those those years? Well, I always play centre back. Yep. So I was I was right centre back, and um, sometimes they used me to, to play contention like number six yep. in those days. And um, but yeah, it's, it was nice. And, and when you were at St. Louis there, uh, who were some of the, the players that you played with um, that still stick in your mind today? Oh, yeah, many of them, many of them. Four or five of them got to play into the national team through the years because they were very young, younger than me when, when yep. they got there. Janis <coughs> was a very good right winger. He played yep. in Spain. And he was the first second division player to play in the national team in 1977, something like that. And he, he was 16, 17 years old. Then another one, Cabrera, he, the same thing. They were young but good, Bahamondes. They come from playing in the under-20s national team to yep. play with us. And, uh, yeah, and many other players. And the old ones that I played with, they already been in the national team. Okay. Yeah, Romulo Veta, he was in Ireland in Chile. I played with him the first year I started playing. And you learned so much from that man. He's still alive. Still we get in contact with him. And, um, yeah, they had a different view of football. Yeah. They, they, it, it was like I was. The passion for them was football. No money. Today you go even in second division, in, in this league around here. Yeah. The kid, no, if you don't play me this, I don't play. Sorry, over there, no. So really, <laughs> when I guess when you were playing, it was more a case of, okay, I want to play, but money's a secondary thing. First, but it was a job. It was a job, but it's not you about mean, the money first, it's about the football first. Exactly right. After you start thinking, all right, how much you offer me? But you gotta apply two, three, four, five years, you know. Uh, so we, for what you want well, at the start of the year, when when they say, "Hey, we want you again here," all right, what you what you gonna give me? So was it your what your the money that you earned as a professional footballer? Was it enough to to be comfortable in your comfortable. normal life? Yeah. Yep. It wasn't big sum no. of money, but we used to live comfortable. Yep. You know? And, um, because that was the in football in those days. 
Plus, the, there was, I can't remember in which year I started, where the player, you sign with the club, even yep. if you finish at the end of the competition, you belong to the club. Okay. So you cannot go anywhere else if the club doesn't let you go. So I, I miss a few opportunities to go higher because the clubs on those moments, they didn't want to pay money yep. for your Pay a transfer fee. Transfer, yeah. And, um, yeah, but like I said, I spent six years there. I, I got to to be the captain of the team. And um, in 1978, I had to leave because the process. They bring somebody else, they bring somebody else, new, young players. Yep. So I went to play in another place. So yeah. you went to San, San Felipe? Yeah, San Felipe. So... Um, how is it as, um, like you said, it's a job, but you, I guess six years, you've built up friendships yeah. and relationships. And <clears throat> so was it hard to start again? Or because, you know, you're a footballer? No, no you... because the, f- the football community yep. everywhere was the same. The players that were there, you play year after year yep. in different clubs. So you get to be friends with them. You are a... a Rivals, yeah, but not enemies. Yes, so we travel together, we eat together, and all that stuff. So it's pretty easy going to. When you get to the club, many of them they welcome you straight away because they know you that you, you you're gonna be an an asset for the club, you know. So yeah, you, you had a year there. Yeah. Um, how was San Felipe? We didn't get up to the top sports. But that, that was a very good, very good team. We had, I, I was very lucky to play in those teams and play with the, the, the caliber or pleasure that I did. Like I said, many of them already played national team and they were playing in second division because age or couple more years, something like that, you know? So you uh, think at the time, um, Chile's two divisions were very strong then? Very strong, very, very strong. Since that time that this kid playing from the second division first, many of them, they start doing the same, calling young ones to go on there. And many succeed, a lot. So it wasn't <clears throat> just to go and finish your career there. Yep. You had the opportunities too. And they were big clubs. Because you, the, the last two of the first division come down, Yep. And the first two go up. Go up. So it was competition to go up, a competition not to go there. <laughs> so you always we always said it's it's better be at the top of the table and at the bottom of the table. Not in the middle. middle. Not in the middle because you play too comfortable. So at the at the bottom you have to be aware that you can go, go there down. and disappear in second division. <laughs> and so um I guess <clears throat> I guess it's very commercial these days, but back then, um, like you said, when you first started watching your own team in your town, uh, was it the same at each club that you went to? That there was a real, uh, there was a lot of fans going to the games, but it was a community-based yeah. sort of organisation that you you're playing for your area. In most of the team in Chile, they are based in. Uh, Town, yep. 
Sorry, Wollongong got the wolves. Yep. Over there, the same thing. San yep. Felipe was is, is a town, a big town. Yep. And the other, they the same. So from there, he, they form a team and they are in the national league, which came with two professionals, first and second. Yep. And then from there, third, fourth, and fifth division, the West, where the, everything starts. So you had one um, one year there, and then you moved to Tresandino de los Andes. Yes. Um, still in the same region. Yeah. So are you sort of <coughs> when you've made these moves, were you still living in the same house, and then just travelling to it, to, for, to training? Forty minutes. Forty minutes to go to from where I live to Los Andes and San Felipe. Yep. To Quijota, I used to travel ten minutes. Yep. It was twelve kilometers away. Because cars in those days, not many had cars. Because money, you know. So it was a bit of a luxury to have a car. <laughs> exactly. You know, yep. Like here, everyone can yep. afford it. Over there, you, you have to go very high to then you, yep. you buy a car. But when you are married and you you got two children, they have to. It's, it's, a, it's a bit hard to sell your money for cars. Yeah. So you you worry about other things. So there was still, um, like you said, there wasn't much money in the game. So for you to to get to your job, you had to sacrifice a bit financially to have a car. Then normally, I, I used to ask because the clubs had sponsorship. Ah, okay. And always one of the buses. Uh, the company yep. was part of the club, ah, so okay. they gave me a, a free pass to travel. So it in was buses, so it wasn't a cost money. to you then. Yeah, for me. So what? What? Um, Transandino de los Andes. Why did you move there? Cost. We finished the, the season in... With San, San Felipe, San yeah. San Felipe, and they... When, in, in Chile, when the, the competition finished, you finish there too. Your yep. job is finished. Yep. It's six months period. Yep. And then we finish about November sometimes, December. So from there you get December, January, February. Yep. And sometimes March without getting any money because yep. you are off contract. So you have to look for... And the clubs don't sign you in those days because they don't play. They don't get uh, crowds. Yep. They don't get money. So you have to... Well, this guy going to pay me straight away. Because you sign, you get paid okay. straight away. So I had to move quick. Yep. So I went... It was about 10 minutes away from me where I was so I, I went another year there and how did you find that club? amazing too they were apart from being a, a professional club I used to live there when I was young when I was little my father came from there oh, okay there. and all of my father's family is from Los Andes so there was a special place in your heart yes, because playing all, at this club. All my cousins were there, and they used to go to the stadium every every week. And um, yeah, it was very special for me. So they, too. so that year they got, 
your dad's side of the family got to see you play quite a lot. Yeah, that was another another thing. You know, when I start playing back in '73, my my dad started getting uh, interested in, <laughs> in the game, and I, I used to read the paper and everything. I start getting involved in it, so I have to go and talk to him every Monday. <laughs> used to wait for me with a pack of cards. Yep, and. Uh, a beer and yep. start talking, playing cards and why you didn't do that. So because they like it, I, I had to get a free entry for them, for my dad and my mum. His dad became a statistician. <laughs> he used to read the papers and say, you're playing this guy this week. You've got you you to look out for this. You've got to watch this. So you had two coaches then. <laughs> he knew more than me. <laughs> so um, you had a year there and then... Um, uh, my uh, brief uh, internet research, um, you went to regional Atacama, yeah. and um, that was in a, was that in a different area? Yes, it was 800 kilometers away from where I lived. So was that, that's obviously a big move for you and your family. Yeah, uh, it, it was a risk, yep. a big risk for me. Because I went there because my friend told me he used to he, he still lived there, and they said, "Hey, come here." My, all my my friends are in, involved in the in committee the of the club, and but the coach didn't want me. So I got there and like in at the start of February when they start training. So the club had signed you. Yeah. But the coach. He wouldn't. I wasn't signed yet. Okay. He had to give the the okay. If not, I, yep. So I start training, training all all February, nearly half of March, and I start getting nervous because I was in my own and I left my wife in in Canada, eight hundred kilometers away with nothing. So I start getting very anxious and nervous. So one day I say, "All right, I, I, I'm gonna leave." Yep. I'm gonna leave. I, I, before the, the the book closes to yep. to go to somewhere else yep. yes and um, I talked to my friend and I, I was making very good friend with the president too yep. said we want to sign you but this doesn't want to so <clears throat> it came the day that even in the in, in the in, in the friendly game he didn't put me in I was working alright the the physical Coach there, I had it the year before too in yep. in, in Los Angeles, and he, he he was always in my ear. Don't go, don't go. I'm gonna put you in. I'm gonna put you. In. Yeah, but I need money. I need to send money to my wife. But come, come, come. No. I was. So you had different crazy. things in your mind. You had well, I'm I need to support my family. Yeah. But I these people are telling me, and I'm doing the best that I can, and I'm not. Not, so, not getting signed. I was living in, in, in my friend's house. Yep. And uh, I didn't have to worry about me, but yes. back in my town, there were problems. So I decided to say, no, I'm leaving. I'm leaving. And that, that weekend, this was on Monday, and that weekend, they organized a game against Universidad de Chile. Yep. And, uh, 
one of my friends from Calera, we played in San Luis, we played juniors together. I mean, in, in, in the competition of juniors, right there. he was the, the center back. And um, he said to me, no, don't go, don't go. In here, you are the best out of all the other center backs. But this idiot doesn't want you here. <laughs> so I, I, I said, but what, what, how, how I convince <laughs> him? Training, they don't put me in, in, in games. How are you not showing that I can? Yeah. I'm not being playing for 10 years for nothing. And he said, we play on Friday night. And on Thursday night, he said, coach, I'm injured, I can't play. So, you look at me, all right, you're gonna play. Like, uh, you didn't want to. <laughs> so, all right, play the next day. The best game I play in while I started there against those, it was a first division team, one of the best. Yep. Half of that team was in the national team, if no more. I, I played their game, and he didn't put me in my position. Normally, we play stop and sweeper. Yep. I used to play stopper because I was aggressive. Uh, yep. I was good in the air. I was good anticipation. And at the back, never player. Yep. So he said, "Yeah, you're gonna play sweeper." All right. And like I said, the best game of my life. I don't know how. But I know, I, I know why I did, because I wasn't used to play there, but it was easier than play up front. I learned that the ball come easier to you at the back than when you have to go for it. Yeah. So I had a good, very good game. I missed, I didn't miss. I, I had two headers, one on, on the pass, yep. the other one just wide of the, the, the goal. And yeah, we drew 1-0 with that team. At the end of the game, we went into the restroom and I was taking the gear off and he went up to me and, and hit me here. All right, got to the club and saw him. Oh. <laughs> it was a relief, you know. The, the tap on the shoulder that you've been <laughs> waiting a long time for. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know why, why he was so not into me because of... Probably as a coach, you, you know what you want. Yep. And I wasn't what he wanted. Yep. So well, I stopped playing there. We were in seventh division too. And uh, we played the first two games away from home. So we traveled and we stayed a week in, in Valparaiso. Yep. I didn't play the first game. We played in Calera against my own town team. We lost one nil. And then we had to play against Wanderers, a big team. They made a team to go up this year. Six or seven players currently were in the national team. So they spent they a lot. Spent a lot of money. A lot of money. But Wanderers was is one of the big clubs in Chile. They, yep. they call it the the oldest in in the competition because we was in Harvard. Yep. All the the club from. All the 
the, the ship, ship from England, yes. they get there, so they brought the football there. From there. So from there I started. And uh, yeah, we said, yeah, this way you're going to play, all right? Traction, you got to do this. this Did he play you with sweeper again? No, he played with stopper. I played with the other guy, with my friend, at the back. We won that day. We won, and since then I never... So it was pretty much a first division team. The Wanderers were a first division yeah, team, really. Yeah, exactly right. And um, we won the game, and I won my spot. I never got out of the team again. And we went to first division that year. So how was it um, at the end of that year to get promotion? And then, I guess personally, you had to fight so hard that people wouldn't have realised that you're potentially going or you were going yeah. because you had to support your family. So at the end of the year where you sort of, I guess, relieved and satisfied that I can't play. And, and I was a big part of confidence. getting promotion. Yeah, confidence, God. And um, I played nearly every game since then. I think I was injured once. But normally I play that year. Yep. So we went up and they brought a new coach. The one who we had that year went away. And uh, they brought a, an Argentinian coach, yep. Nicolas Novello, who's worthy knowing. He played in Italy. Very good player, very good player. But as a coach, I couldn't say the same thing. <laughs> when he got there, he got there with six players already. He brought him into the club. One centre back, one goalkeeper. One midfielder, one centre forward, and who was the other one? Ah, another right winger. Yep. Five players. And they put it all in and struck away. Mm. Eric, the goalkeeper, myself, um, one of the wingers, the centre forward, and uh, all the other players that were there, they were capable of playing in first division. And the the centre forward was uh, Jorge Contreras, is a name in Chile. Yep. So he didn't play. The goalkeeper, which Willis get his name from, yep. Willie, uh, two years after he had an accident, he died. But at the club and as a player I, I, he was the best goalkeeper I've seen in my life so he wasn't playing? he wasn't playing because he, the, the, the goalkeeper was an Argentinian he brought three Argentinians to the club and, um, they start losing losing and still not putting none of us so when they so that they took the goalkeeper, they loved him over there. He was, Willie was a hero in, in, in Copiapó, so nobody could touch him. And uh, no, the, the people start getting restless and yep. they start not going to the stadium and things. And he had to go, he had to leave. He left with the goalkeeper. <laughs> and the other kid didn't go because they were all right. Yep. So the new coach, got the advice of the team that was playing the year before, the year before and we start winning 
win, we, we were nine, I think nine games without losing and yeah. winning. And apart from, say, over your sort of, you've been playing for over a decade now, so apart from um, some trial matches, this was your your um, first first attempt at, at the first division. Yeah. So yeah. how did you find, once you started playing under this new coach, how did you find it? No, was no uh, real difference to you, or the quality was really. a bit, the quality was better, was better yeah. but you different, just... You, different players. So you yeah. saw it as a challenge then? Of course, of course. But in the position that I used to play normally in, 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 in second division, was harder yep. to mark those men than to mark the players to play in first division. I don't know if you understand me. So why, why was it harder? Technically than... better than the other one. Ah, okay. But the other one were animals. Okay. So you had to be... You're, you're <laughs> you in... had to be a strong, very strong to play against. So them. apart from, say, in first division, it's more technical. But yeah. in second division, you've got technique, but there was a fight. Oh, you're... yes. Oh, yes. And many of the, the, the centre forwards that I play against, they were... Foreigners, they were okay. Argentinians, Uruguayans, whatever. Yep. And, um, they were good players, but we were in our town. We put our holes. Yep. So <laughs> it was different for them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So you enjoyed that year, and, and what, what yeah. were some of the. So was it bigger crowds in, in the first division? Of course. Even that we had very big crowds in, in the second division. In the other division, when Colo Colo, Universidad de Chile, Union, Católica came down, yep. there were big, big crowds. Yep. But normally we play 8,000, 9,000, yep. always. Uh, pretty good, very good. Because it's, it's a town where you've got no other thing to do. You are 1,000 kilometers away from Santiago. Wow. So the closest town, it was a, a fishing thing there, Caldera. It was a, an hour and a half away from us. Nothing else. So you were isolated then? And... The rest was just mining yep. little towns where they get coal. Yep. Yeah. But from there... So did your family move, eventually yes, come out? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, after one, two weeks. Yep, the, the, once you signed, yeah. The guy who was the president owned a transport, uh, animals transport yep. company. Yep. And he had a, a farm far away in the south. So from so there... That's how my brother got there. <laughs> Animal transport. <laughs> From the south, they bring the the cattle and yep. they slot it in, in there and they sell they got uh, butcheries all yep. around. So they supply the meat for all the I think it's second region in Chile. So you had um three seasons there and two yeah. in the first division, so um Personally, were you were satisfied with how you were playing and 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 how your career had got into the first division? Like I said, is you don't realize. I don't know. I didn't realize. You were just living your life. 
Yes. But I, I, I guess that I was doing all right because I play every single game. Yeah. And in, in, in those position in, in, in football, if you are not good, you are not good. You go. You go. Yeah. I guess I was doing well because we changed three or four coaches and with all of them I played. And um, yeah, now or after I play, yeah. after I finish my career, I look and I, I wasn't doing that bad. But at the time, you just yeah, like doing your job and and then one day after I finish, we were one day playing amateur league when I went back from here there, yeah. and one guy told me, ah. Oh, you always a, a bad player. All right. I, I never argued with that, but I said I was a bad player, but against the good players. Be, in between, among them, probably I was a bad player. Yep. Because I played with, with the best centre back in the world, not just in here. And G, I didn't see that from G. I go buy every single sun that I put a shirt on, yep. I go buy. You have to buy to buy. I don't know who is the bad player in this situation. But looking at your career, um, <laughs> you, don't, you don't stay in professional football for over uh, over a decade, for 15 years, if you can't play the game and, and do a job. Exactly right. That's what I... So at the end of um, 83, you go back to your your hometown so um and and um was that more of a family decision or did no, no. did atacama no, atacama well i finished in i had a the the it's always the same thing in football yep. it's the committee the, the people who goes around football who kills football yeah the football people always get fed of stupid things so they leave, good people. And then they, people come in that they reckon they know everything about football. I'm not saying that if you don't play football, you don't know yeah. about football. You can know about football because you read. Yeah, that's right. But you cannot say, how is, I can explain this. You got the knowledge that you don't you don't have the practice to do. Yeah. You cannot teach a kid to control the ball if you never control a ball. That's true. If you never got a ball in your feet. How you gonna tell hey, you gotta stand like this, you gotta move like this. You never did it. I got nothing against the people who didn't play football. No, 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 but But I think you got a better chance to show somebody what you did. Know what I saw somebody doing, Do. you know? and you did it under pressure for over you know yeah, so fifteen years. So you went back to your hometown, and like I said, uh, the club, the, the president was a very young. I think it was the same age as me when I left the club. Ah, okay. I was already 30, 32. and he, he was the the head of the like a. Uh, the steward here, yep. the head of the steward, the, the, 
So you didn't, um, you know, your wife was happy, the family was happy, um, you were back amongst family, so you didn't mind it too much that you went back to the second division? No, no, because it's, like I said, it's just a job. Yep. Just another job. And, and around um, sort of <clears throat> that time as well, like we said before, even in the late 70s, but definitely in that early 80s, um, Chile had a strong national team and a presence in world football. They went to the World Cup and that, so um, like you said, it was a good time to be in, in, in uh, Chile football. It was a very good time to be in there, but to have a chance to get into the national team was very hard. Yep. In the position that I used to play, because in that position, era eight, Yep. I was in the eighth spot because the other one were players that Elias Figueroa, yep. Quintano, eh, Soto, Herrera, they were already there for 10 years and they were all playing in, in, in big teams or out of Chile. Or in Europe. So, but always, it was always in my mind, one day, one day, one day. Yep. Because the coach that we had the, since 80 onwards always said it when I play against the team in the couch. But he said, Jorge is a national team uh, 
material. So, but what can I do? I can't leave Elias here. Yeah. I can't leave Alberto here. <laughs> so he was really. Uh, so sometimes it's um, you probably had the ability to play in the national team, but when you've got superstars in your position and there were superstars you know um <laughs> like i said uh willie um not that i wasn't but <laughs> you know what i mean so fig- figueroa you yeah. know you know you played against him yeah. you know um i guess if there's some people um from south america who listen to this what made him such a a great player superstar Whew. you don't see players like him you see that the best player in the Premier League is the, the centre back from Liverpool. Yep, um, the Dutch guy. Yep, Van Dijk. Van Dijk. Yep. Well, he he got to go about six levels up to get up to Elias. The way he played. It's, you know Beckenbauer. Those two guys, yes, Elias and Beckenbauer, in the position that they play. They play. They were class, class, class. He couldn't get the ball in his chest in the middle of the six yard box and boom 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 playing and he was hard he was good in the air class so you'd be at the I guess the opposite end of the field for when you played against his club so even though you're there and you're disciplined and you're a professional footballer were there times where you just saw him do things and you go wow could you allow yourself to do that even though you're playing against his team I was used to to see him and other other players with the same sort of quality, you know. Yep. He was the best. Yep. No question about. It. He was the the best in my position or our position. Yep. There were a lot of better players there, a little bit under him. Yep. But the same qualities. Plus, they had the luxury. Of being picked young into big clubs, okay. So they had the opportunity to get better training session, better things. You got. We used to go from Copiapó to uh, to Santiago to play. It's one thousand kilometers. So we used to leave on Friday night. We get into Santiago eight o'clock in the morning. We leave. We left Copiapó at ten o'clock at night. Yep. By bus. So at eight o'clock. We go straight into Colo Colo study. Yep. And we used to train there first before we go to the hotel. And they had in those years they had everything for training there. Everything inside. When you had to play with the ball they had to go to the field. But physically they had these machines and things. That's why they go well, because you just put people strong, you got had the gym, had people to exactly rub them right. down. People there teaching you what to do. So we used to do that for one, once a fortnight, because every fortnight we have to go and play. But every second game, they had that. Yeah. So, yeah, that's the difference, I think. Yep. I think. Probably, if I had the opportunity to go to one of those clubs, I would be somewhere else. But... That's life. That's, That's football. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that '84 season when you ba- went back to your home club, um, you won promotion. You were champions. You know, uh, it must have been a, a special year. 
It was a special and uh, frustrating year after we finished because of the, then my career finished in '94. At, at start of '90, like I said, we we signed a contract for the season. Season, yep. Season finished, you gone. The club buys you and nothing to do with you. Then you got a, we finished that year in November, December. January, February, March. In March, they called me for to renew. Uh, but they had already con had other pe people signed. Other people signed. And um, yeah, I went in and I asked for what I wanted to stay another year. Yep. The coach was there, the president, everyone was there. And uh, what? I don't know. It's, it was very frustrating for me was that the coach was there. He was very happy with me. He always told me, you stay with me next year. Yep. When I asked for money, well, we were in second division, we were earning this. That was not. That's what I want, nothing else. Yep. They say, no, that's too much money. This, they named a player. It was my team, my, I told, I talked to him to, to get where he was, yep. and then he went to play. And uh, he's, he, they say they wanna, you want to earn more money than him, and he's the best player we got here. Yeah, but he he is the first year he's gonna play. I've been playing for thirteen. Yeah, that's right. I think experience is more than talent at this moment. And you've played in the first division as and well. I, and I said to him. To the coach, you know, if he not, it wasn't for me, this team wouldn't go up because you had a, you had good players, but you couldn't manage them. They were all young. They they all do what that that guy used to do because he's, he was married to one of the committee president or vice okay. president, so he, he used to do whatever he wants. What he does, he did. The, the rest followed. Everyone else copied. Yeah. And when I got there, I said, no. You're wasting your life. You, you don't have to be playing in here. You, you have to go from here. You're too good. But you got to try. Yeah, but I'm going to knock your door every single day to go to training. Because you used to get, when we finished the... the the physical part, he used to get in his car, the, uh, the superstar, everybody, <laughs> right? Say, no, 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 no. So you were his mentor, you were, and, and you gave him discipline. I still got contact with him. He's back in Chile, and I got a lot of money. When I go there, I run straight away to me from Santiago, and I say, no, 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 I can't forget you. You are part of, the most important part of my full career. You made me realize that. Yeah, from there, he went to another team in the South, Huachipata, yep. and then he went to Mexico, where, where he was picked. I, in eight years, I think he fixed the best player of the competition. So what was his name? Juan Carlos Vera. Yeah. Still, that's a program like you, like yours, yep. in, in radio from Santiago and television, to Mexico. Wow. In Mexico, they love him. They love him. They, you say Juan Carlos Vera in Monterrey. Poor. 
people get crazy. So I guess you wanted a, a certain amount of money, knowing what you can do and what you did for the club yeah. and the players, and then they didn't agree to that. They didn't agree to that. And that was on Friday night, on Thursday night. Yep. And, and the next day, the book closed. I couldn't get registered. So, bang, <laughs> out of the competition and I finished. So how did you feel personally about that? Disappointed or...? Oh, of course, of course. I, I, I think now, and in those days, I, I, I thought that I couldn't play for another two years. Yep. In any of the division. Any, yep. I, I was physically amazing. And you knew what you had to do as a professional? It, it, it was the peak of my yep. career that year. And I, I played well, I was physically well. Family, we were right. Yep. So, it's only the, the new addition to the family came around mm-hmm. that year. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I, I started trying to get a job and here and there. It was very hard. Yep. We, we had a dictatorship. And yeah, there was a lot, of other, was lot of other stuff <laughs> politically going on. Which so I don't know anything about. To come to Australia. So was that the 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 main reason why you came to Australia? That um, I guess job opportunities or a better life or, or. It wasn't my intention ever. Yep. I, I, I never thought that I could have come here. Yep. But my brother-in-law, my wife's brother, lived here for ten years already. Okay. 86, 11 years, he came here in 75. Went for holidays over there. And he saw the condition that we were. And he, he weren't the, the best, you know? Yep. We were used to one uh, way of life and it was changing every day. Yep. So he talked to my wife and this is what I can offer. He said, in those days existed. Familiar re- reunion, I think it was the yep. name of the thing. So you could climb somebody and bring it. Bring them over. And you just have to put your documents and convince the people that you really want to come here yep. to work. <clears throat> and that's what I wanted. So I did my application. 86, at, at the start of 86. Yep. By... August or something or before, I knew that I was coming here. Yeah. They gave me the pass straight away. So we start selling things in Chile and getting ready to come here. So you'd had a, probably um, a couple of years out of the game by then. So did you still have any involvement in the game or? Over there? Yeah. Uh, I used to play uh, some games in competition in, in Chile. In, normally, in, in in the summer, yep, they have competition. Uh, the the Wollongong competition. Yep, players from everywhere come to play. Play. Yep. They make a team and they play in different teams. So it's about 10, 20 championships. So you were still playing. Yeah, active doing that and used to go for a run, but then no no us because I had to work. Yep. So I had to look for a job. So I got a job in construction. Yep. 
when I started working in Delhi, I found a friend that was... <laughs> football for me has been a blessing, always. Mm. So that's why he's always with me. That guy was the 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 the, the company's head yep. was his father. Uh, okay. And uh, we played football together when we were he was younger. He played with me, and he, he recognized me. I didn't. He said, "What are you doing here?" I was working with Dick and <laughs> Chavo. I said, "What are you doing there?" Look at me, say who? He looked at me and said, You don't recognize me. No. So he explained to me, he brought me a picture where we were in the team. So from there, I start getting better jobs. Jobs. <laughs> Put me in charge of something. <laughs> and, uh, but I start working with him, and this opportunity came. I said, I want to talk to my father and say that. They got these two things now, happening now. Yeah. He said, look, this one is the one here. It's going to finish. Yeah. Because they go everywhere in Chile work. Different construction sites, yeah. There. And this one is your future. Go there. You can't go around and you go there. From there, maybe you can help us. Here, none of us can help you. Yeah. So make your decision clear that you've got to go. So is it a bit sad in, in, in some respects that you were leaving your family? And of course. All my brothers and sisters and my father's side of the family. But it, it, it was a decision, my, my wife too. She yeah. Had to, well, she had. This had her brother. brother. But no regrets. Like Francie Natcha said. <laughs> I have a regret, but too few to mention. It's, it's not, not but, important. So, when you get out here, um, you then sort of um, you've played at, at some different clubs. But you know, in '87, you you, you went to Port Kemba, Kemba yes. and they were in the <clears throat> the top tier. So, um, I guess without it sounding disrespectful. How was it for you to come to a, a new country and, and then sort of like the Premier League was probably the fifth or sixth tier in Australian soccer or football. So how was it for you to sort of come, even though you're what, 34, 35 or, yeah. and then sort of come to the club and they didn't know who, who you were or what you'd done? Well, uh, it wasn't that hard. Yep. Football is always easy no matter where you go. I made good friends straight away. I played with great players in, in the Premier League. Yeah. And I had, well, the, the little English that I knew, because yeah. I, I finished my, my G12 and I went to do the, how do you call it here? The HSC. I did it. Yeah. I got accepted in universities in Chile, but I couldn't go because of money. Yeah. But in my English was little, the, the window, the door. Yeah little things that you can put together. <laughs> but in the club, there were two Spaniard players. Yep. But they were born here, or they came here little. Yep. Fui Matais and Eddie Gutierrez. Yep. They, they played in front of me there. So, so that, that they helped. Me. <laughs> they, they helped. Plus, Italians. 
Yep. Fabi Fabrinesi was there. Enrique, I can't remember the name. The yep. Right full back. Alberto, Joshi. Yep. So they tried to talk. And we had two more Spanish-speaking people in the, in, in, in the team. So, so you uh, enjoyed being back at a club? and yeah. Do you think it um, helped you sort of um, sort of get used to being in Australia as well? Yeah, yeah, for sure. When I first came, I, I started training with the Wolves. Yep. I spent a month and a half. Yep. But I left because, um, like I said, I was 35 or something. Yep. I didn't come here looking for a career in football. Yeah. No. But football opened me the, the doors for everything I did in Australia. My first job was sent to the football thing. And um, yeah, the, the president of Pokemra was a, he had a company here in yep. and out of the steelworks, so I went with him at the little. <coughs> Still, he's, he's, he passed a few years ago, but his brother-in-law is the president of the club, Emilio. Emilio, so yeah. Year. And um, since then, always, I've never been out of work since I came here. Yep. Because of football. So, yeah. It's a and then you, you moved around for, to some different clubs, um, you know, Rurilla Sports and Rurilla Wanderers. Yeah. So, um, how did you find that? Was it just more fun for you in that sense? And then yeah, still being part of a club, but not a serious... The most competitive one was uh, Pokemba. But when I was at Pokemba, I used to go and play in Sydney. I used to play for... Uh, what's the name? Granville? Granville, Chile. Yep. They were in a state competition. Yep. I used to play there. And, um, yeah, every keep me busy. I go for training once a week over there. And, uh, I managed because I was playing football here. I managed permission from my boss to go and see yeah. what I'm trying. So yeah, I played there. Then I played with uh, Warila Wonders. Yeah. I think it was first was with the uh, Warila Sports. Yep. That there Renato Vettancelli was the coach, and he was one of the big uh, bosses in in transfer. Okay, yep. And he gave me a job over there. So I, I worked there for 10 years. And um, yeah, after he, he didn't coach anymore, so we were friends. So. When they finished, trying to close down here, yep. Renato sent me to WG. Okay. Because Gino, uh, Gino or Tom, Tom Gallo was the owner. Yep. And he, he, they were paisanos. Yep. So he gave me a job there, and I worked another seven years there. So football has football again. been, <laughs> you've been very blessed in that sense. Yeah, when I finished there, I, I start coaching the, and the fifth, I start coaching the, the under 15s and the Macedonia and Bologna Macedonia. Ilora Lions. was yeah. those days. Before we go there, you had a year at coaching Wollongong Sports. Um, ah, the Chilean, Chilean club. Yes. So, so you finished up playing, and then you started this journey on and off for the next 
I guess, 30 years where you've been coaching, did you always want to coach or do you think you just fell into it? I think it just came around and I took yep. it. But yep. after that, I started doing courses and yep. I wanted to because reading something one day around there, I always thought, and I was wrong, that what are they going to teach me? been playing for 15 years and <laughs> I had 20 couches but I said I'm gonna go and do it and I, yep. I, I did it gladly I did it because they put in order things that I I, I knew yep but everything was in oh that's why that's it oh all right it gave you a structure exactly right that's yep. what it is nothing else Full what you can teach it you can teach a structure. Yep. You can teach how to control, how to pass. You cannot teach to play football. That's up to you. That's you. Yeah. The way you play it is the way you feel it with the technique that we, you or myself, want to teach. Yeah, that's right. Stand like this, jump like this. You can teach that. To play football, nobody can teach football. You have to do it yourself. You, you have this here. You feel it. You can. You, you have to feel it. So you, like you said, you um, had different years. Like you said, Illawarra Lions, and then Cringilla and Port Kembla youth grade. So, um, was it was it more? Um, were you more attracted to teaching younger younger people than than coaching a senior team? I love. Coaching young ones because yep. they want to learn. Yeah. In first grade, in, 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 in the, the adult, it's not about the players. And, and it's worse than anywhere else. It's about the, the, the committee members. Yep. They want to get into what you know. You own a I say a welding company. I'm not gonna go and teach you how to weld because you know you are the owner. I do my job. I'm a coach. I play football. I know football. And these people that probably they sell pumpkins in the bloody market, <laughs> they wanna tell you about football. <laughs> like, then we come back to what we were talking before. Not necessarily you have to play football to know football but I got the <laughs> what there's, it is there's, but there's certain intricacies about football that you can't get from a book yep there's certain intricacies certain behaviour certain feelings yep that you don't get from a you book you can't get from theory yeah yeah it's I know about football because I live football. Yeah. But maybe my knowledge about football yep. is shorter than many other many people that don't play the game because they read the game. Yeah. They, they go for the, by the book. Boom, 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 <laughs> boom, boom, boom. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's a big difference. It is a, it is a difference. Learning from a book than learning from here. The, the where you you come from here. 
Yeah, it's inside you and, and so you, were, you were part of it for a long time. This football was put in an order and in an structure when yep. I got the, the, the courses, but nothing else. So yeah, and I, like I said, I, I, I left first grade because of that. Yep. Because, of that. because people wanted to, always the president of the club, like I said, oh, you have to, excuse me, why, uh, did, why year, did you hire me that then? That year was <laughs> when that idiot get into the dressing room and started screaming to my players. The president. Was that the last time you coached the first yeah. group? I didn't coach anymore. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we had an incident, maybe not named the club, but... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. We, no, we had an incident where the president came into the dressing room. First game of the season, we lost in the last minute with, with a magic shot. We lost 2-1 and the president of the club came into the sheds and started blasting everybody. Um, this was in what's now known as the District League. Yep. And it was first game of the season. He blasted everybody. And um, that ended up being his last year of coaching. He said, I don't do this anymore. So um, you, you did some, some youth grades. Um, but you, you were, you know, in terms of results, successful when you went to the Croatian club, South Coast United. That was impressive, yeah, so did you enjoy, because you took them from the first division up until the Premier League and then had a successful year there, so that yeah. was before for Kimbora, before you finished up um, coaching first grade, but did you enjoy South Coast United and, yes. and, and winning in that sense? Yeah, the, the surround of the club, is, he was very good in those days. The, the players were good. The, the people treat me well, but at the end of the first year in Premier League, they say they want to go, they wanted to go in different direction. Direction, and I understand it's yeah. football. They're Croatian. They're gonna put a Croatian into yeah. the head of the the football thing. So they, what, that's what they did. And so, how did you find, um, you know? the Illawarra in terms of, you know, when you're in Chile, you know, um, it's just predominantly Chileans just playing, spectating the game, whereas here in the Illawarra you've got a couple of, or you've got quite a few different types of people from, you know, you've got Greek clubs, Macedonian clubs, Croatian clubs, you know, Portuguese clubs, Rurilla Spanish clubs. So did you find that fascinating to, to come to a place where you've got a, well, Wollongong Sports, you had a Chilean club up until the early 90s. Did you find that fascinating that you had all this mix of different people and ethnicities? It is. It is uh, exciting, but it is hard too. But no matter what people say, we feel football different, no yep. matter where we come from. Yep. An African boy, it, it is different than a... a a European player, yep. very, very different. To teach them is different. Yep. It's harder or easier. <laughs> South America, harder to teach them because they think they know everything. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Yep. It's true. I know many, many of them. But when you get to get all those things together you you make a, a very good team yeah if 
the, the thing is that here they don't follow the, 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 the young ones getting into the adulthood sooner than we do here. I, I, I've been watching the, the, the lakes in Europe. Yep. Every single team, 16, 17 years old, playing in Bayern Munich, uh, uh, Liverpool, Manchester United, Manchester team. City, top clubs in the world, in Real Madrid, Barcelona, 18 years old, 16 years old, scoring goals. And in Nia, in our competition, we can't put a player if he's 16 in first grade. Because no, 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 he's not ready. And when are you going to be ready? <laughs> when you start playing over 35, <laughs> that's, that's, not, that's not fair for the... Because I said this because when I start coaching... Jeff Gray, yep. I started with Quinzilla. Yep. We made a very good team, isn't it? Yeah. We got two years into the grand final, two years. Yep. And in the two years, we lost it against the same team, Lysas. Yep. And then I went to Pokemla. In Pokemla, I started with Reserve and then I got the, the Jeff Gray. And, and we won the championship, and then we won the the grand final with that bunch of players, very good players. Yep. They're still around, but they are not playing in in Premier League anymore. The, the, the two brothers... A big chunk of that team isn't playing anymore, but <laughs> they did grace the fields, you know, like the Harvey Ovandos, you know, yep. played Premier League for years. I played Premier League for a few years there. You know, there were a few of us that kept going and played first grade. Um, but, you know... Time's passed. I'm, I'm 34 now. <laughs> because in those days, in, that, in those clubs, in, in Pokemba, there was Adrian Alston. Yep. I've never seen one of the, the Jufulite players playing in first grade. He always brought players for me there, there for 10 years. Not many players from... Youth grade. Playing first grade. Grade. I think the only one in Pokemba was uh, Picciolini. If, young. if, mm. but I think he played with 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 Adrian. Yeah. In 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 who played first grade from that team? Igor. But he was already in his twenties when he played. Yeah. Yeah. So in terms of youngsters. Yep. Um, and to this day we see a lot of the same thing. You don't see that progression of give like you've got but, a system, you've got players coming through. Yep. Put them in. I, I seen that in in Balkany, very much through the years. They get a lot of juniors, yep. and many of those players get to play first grade there, which is good. Yeah, because you play with your heart for the club that is always there. So, um, I guess the last few years for you have been coaching, you know, at Coniston at, at the whole juniors. the whole club. Yeah. How have you enjoyed that? Best time of my life. Yep. It's, it's rewarding to you. And is it is it is it like um, is it like uh, sort of plant, planting a tree by coaching exactly. them? You're, you're hoping to see them sort of grow, and then sort of some of these kids that have been taught properly. Yeah. Uh, 
but it will and take it, a few years. But yeah, it's funny because you don't hope, you know. After one year, at the next, you see that the, the, those kids gonna apply for work because they love it. Yep. It's nothing more than that. If you love it, you apply. Because if you love the game, you're gonna learn. You're gonna pay attention. You're gonna go training. Plus, with I start coaching when with Willie, my other son Jorge, yep. and other kids that after Willie. But when we started, we were just Willie, Jorge, and myself. And if you saw me 10 years ago or 15 years ago, Jorge and Willy were the same. Yeah. Enthusiastic. We love it. We teach it from here. So that, that is part of your philosophy then is, yeah. is not necessarily, okay, you know, I can teach you how to pass, but I'm going to teach you how to enjoy the game. And then from enjoying it, you'll develop a you love it. positivity and passion. Yeah, I, you think, love. I think Johan Cruyff said it, let them play. Yep. When you're little, when you really love something, you're going to learn the skills. You're going to watch it on TV, grab your ball, yep. go to the yep. backyard, and you're going to practice those skills, the control, all of that. Yeah, yep. we can help a little bit, yep. but what we do is we try and bring the love into it so these kids want to come. They yep. want to play every day. They want to, like the streets of Chile where he started out, yeah. you want to just get home, eat, and get out there and play. We want to create that environment. Look outside now. It's not raining. There's not one kid out there with a ball. <laughs> it's <laughs> definitely, I mean? definitely a different generation. We, we were under the willow tree waiting for the rain to pass. And then, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 15 minutes, it started raining again then, and the day again. So, um, at the moment, you're not doing too much in a, in a, in a coaching sense. Are you sort of going to do any more coaching or are you sort of just going to um, <laughs> retire and, and just uh, I, I, I enjoy I'm, enjoy football from afar? I, I'm enjoying an active in retirement. <laughs> it's, I'm not young anymore. It's, it's the truth. I'm 68 years old. So it's not easy for me to move quick. and yep. I enjoy going to the field and see the kids and every now and then go get the ball and show them something. Yep. I love it. Yep. I love it. But my body is saying something different. <laughs> I get home and I'm bloody sore. <laughs> so <laughs> I reckon that I will keep doing it, but just slow down a bit. Just supervising or looking or one day yes, what the next no. Up to five years ago, I still could run with them, with the youth writer, teaching them, getting into tackles, but now I can't. <laughs> so, yeah, I think it's a, an active retirement. I enjoy it. <laughs> so when you look back now, um, and we've talked about it now for, you know, over an hour and a half now, and um, I found it extremely fascinating, and, and I get a lot out of just listening to, to people's <clears throat> journeys, but... Um, even though you said yourself when we've spoken here today that you, when you were there playing professionally, you just, it was a job, you just did what you had to do. But do you reflect sometimes and think, wow, what a career I had? Inside, yes. But I, like I said, I never... I never thought 
of me being like that was my dream to be a, a professional player. Yep. It was my dream that, that somebody one day gonna say, can you sign this, please? <laughs> and it happened. It happened like nothing, you know? And that, that's the way I lived it. Yeah. Other people lived for the picture, for the interview, yeah. for if it comes, comes. So I said to always to me, it keep me my my feet on the ground. And uh, I always was lucky enough to to have all the people around me as a friend. Yep. Much older than me, that were players, or they they, they knew me from when you were small. Years old, and um, they always had a, a good word. Of wisdom for me. Yep. So yeah, it's, and and that's what I I try always to pass on to first my my children. Yep. And, and what they do now into other people, because I, I I believe that football is a way of life, and uh, where I where is respect, you can play football. If not, you cannot. You gotta respect first yourself. Yep. From there, everything comes. Very, very easy. And it's given you a lot. The game has, hasn't it? Well, I, I think what I, I got. And and you've given the game a lot as well. What what I got from football, you can't put it in in money. Yep. Sifa or whatever it is, you can't put it. It's, it's something that I, I wouldn't learn anywhere else. Like I said, I, I, I'm a well-educated person, yep. and I don't think a university would have given me any of this wisdom that I learned through football. football. Yeah. And and when you've gone back to Chile, you've gone back a few times. Yeah. How, how have you found it in terms of? Um, do you go past some places where you've played or trained and? And you can quickly go back in your mind to that period of time. Yeah, yeah. It's not much change in, in, in my town. Yep. Still the same places where we grew up. Where we were in holidays from school in summer. We or we go to the river or we go to the mountain. Yep. With the ball in one net, hanging down here, and whenever we feel we play a. Uh, a little game, and they spend the whole day from six o'clock. We get back at home at seven o'clock in the afternoon. The, like I said, the same bunch of people who grew up together. And, um, so it's good memories when you go back uh, then. That was amazing. Still, some places there that they were are the same because where we live in Calera, say here is our house. You go across the, where the grass is, yep. it was a big concrete wall there, yep. because the river was over there, and in, yep. in summer, near Christmas, the river flowed everywhere, yep. it, it get one kilometer wide, so in summer, we, in this time of the year, we, yep. we, we had to be very careful, careful. because we couldn't be washed out. <laughs> And uh, when not, 
All the park is there. We used to clean every single year to clean the, the rock, the trunks of trees in our field. And then limited the field again <laughs> to, to ply, you know. And we had trees and things that we hung there. We ply all day there. Our life wasn't in front of the, the phone. <laughs> the iPads and that. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll finish it up because I'm extremely grateful and, and respectful that yourself and Willie have allowed me into your home. Um, uh, Willie um, mentioned a couple of uh, players that are that are big names in Chile, and, and I again apologise throughout this interview for my <laughs> pronunciations. They're not great. Yeah. Uh, if I mention a name, can you just say a few words about them? Um, Carlos Cazale? Um By far the best center forward in Chile. Yep. He played in Spain too. Um, and so did you have to mark him in yeah, different occasions? A few times. A few times. Yep. Still remember many of us. <laughs> and what it was very hard, very hard to because he wasn't he wasn't a a hard player to mark. Yep. Because he was smaller than me, a lot smaller than me. But he was quick, uh, skillful, yep. smart. A very smart man. And, uh, he had a ability with the ball in in, in speed yep. that you, you couldn't. Once he, he moved the ball in in a little space, he's gone. They call him the the, the king of a square meter. He, he couldn't and disappear straight away. Very one of the best. No, one of the best. The best I, I met. And um, Patricio Yanez? Yeah, Pato. He, he got up to, when I was in San Luis, 75, 76, he came to a, a competition, school competition yep. uh, in races, you know, yep. in field. And he was the champion in 100 meters blind. 100 meters, he, he won the competition. And my physical teacher saw him and he went straight away to talk to him. So he took it to the club. The same day that he took it to the club, he made the coach sign him straight away. <laughs> Say, we don't want to find another one like him. So, so did he play a wide position or where did he, he play? He was a winger. Yep. The fastest one I, I met ever. He was 16 when he first yeah. signed for a professional first grade. Not even coming to play football, we didn't know you play football. Carlos was the, the coach and he said, do you play football? Yes? All right, let's go to the club. <laughs> and he sang. So you he, played with him? Yeah, we played you know, for years. He ended up playing in Spain. He played for the national team at the 82 World Cup. Um, played for Colo Colo, one of the biggest teams in Chile. Yeah. Like He ended up having a long career. And, and what about... He was that? a commentator. Ah, okay. And what about uh, Jorge Contreras? Another one, we played in Copiapó together. Yep. He was class, pure class. In what position did he play? He used to play, some coaches used him as a centre forward. Yep. But his best position was number 10, like creating, coming yep. from behind. He was good, good, one of the best, one of the best. Incredible, Jorge. He's coach now in Chile. He's very well known in La Liga for a team called Las Palmas. 
Yep. You go to that club and mention Jorge Contreras, he's an idol in Spain in that team, right? that club, when he played in the top league in Spain. He used to score every single free kick. Oh, he used to hit the ball. Magic. And one or, one or two players that I see scoring goal with the back of the, of the head. Yeah, incredible. But they, they, they did it on purpose. They jump up. They move you, they turn, and they go, pah! And in. Only two players I've seen doing that. And he's one of them. He's one of them. <laughs> what about um, Victor Cabrera? Oh. Victor, Victor, Pititori. He, I don't know, I said Carlos was the best centre but if this kid, would have taken away Carlos took it, yeah. he would have been the best. I don't I never seen somebody like him. He's natural, natural. He, he was born to play football. He was agile, he was fast, he was he, he had this uh, I don't know how to call him in, in English, like Picaro Vivo. He had street smarts, like he was. He was just, yeah. He was very street smart on the football he was, field. Yeah. He, he was always one second in front of you, always. So he could read the game brilliantly. Yeah. He, he was looking like this one. He knew what going to happen next. And they played together with Patricio and and Victor. We played together, and we had another player here, Vaamondes, uh, Freddy. He was national team player too. And, uh, in St. Louis, we used to play a formation where, to our strength, yep. we knew we had the fastest men on the wing yep. and the best center forward in the center. And in here, we had the, the, the contention men, they could hit the ball with any, of, any leg, anywhere he wants. So at the back, we close it, we get it, we give it to Bahamandes without looking. Oh. <laughs> yeah, just knew it. On the motorbike, close in, Victor, bang, in. Incredible. <laughs> and what about um, Manuel Pellegrini? He, I play against him. He is. He play in the University of Chile, you so. Yep. I would play it too. If you could say the same thing that I, I, I did about me. Yeah. He had in front of him Quintano and Elias Figueroa before. So they, they, those two had to die to get into one position. And they never, they never died. <laughs> so we, he played in the national team, but he, he played in, 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 in Universidad de Chile for a long time. He was a good player. Plus, he was uh, there, 190, 196. Yeah. Same defender. He covered the whole 18 yards. With, with a little length. <laughs> and now currently the coach of West Ham United. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, I'm just uh, amazed by your career and, and um, extremely uh, grateful and respectful that you allow me into your home. And, um, yeah, thank you very much for, for both of you to... Uh, 
let me have this opportunity. So thank you very much for the interview. Thank you. Uh, I thank you because it's not very often that I can uh, talk about my football, my career, and uh, I love it. I love it. Like I said, I never put too much emphasis in what I was, yep. even when I was. Yeah. But a low key always, and then and I was. But I love it talking to somebody about football. It no, I, lo- I, lo- I love talking about <laughs> it as well, and and I think that's the beauty of Australia that we uh, we've got so many people like yourself that have done so much around the world and in Australia, and um, we need to you know record your journey so um, other people can listen to it. So yeah, yeah thank you. Someday. Those kids that we are training today, it's, it's a few around them, no matter where or how they see you, they, they go, Andre Meadows away from you, they do the journey and come to shake your hand. That, that's what is my reward. Yeah. I know that people, well, I, I didn't do it for money, but I know that uh, I did it for this. It's grateful. Thanks, Jorge. Um, Appreciate it. Thank you very much. You are very, very welcome. We are at the end of episode 30 of the Football United vs Soccer City podcast. Thanks to Jorge and Willie for their time. My sincerest respect goes out to both of them for letting me into their home. Jorge's journey was fascinating, and if you can understand my pronunciation of the players listed in the interview, I would Google them and watch some of the YouTube footage of these players. It will put into context the players he played with and against. I'm your host, Travis. Goodbye for now.